Sunday with Miriam on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Supervalue Insurance. Driving value that matters on car, home and travel insurance. Now that's sound. Well, earlier this year, hotelier and presenter of At Your Service, Francis Brennan, announced that the famous Park Hotel in Kenmare that he owns with his brother John was going up for sale. So people were wondering if that meant that the energetic Francis was finally going to hang up his tie and handkerchief and retire. Well, Francis Brennan has certainly considered the matter and his new book is called Age is Just a Number, Making the Most of Every Decade. And it's published by Gill Books. Francis Brennan, good morning to you. How are you? <laughs> Great. I was saying to you when you came in, you look particularly healthy and you told me you've just come back off. The Camino. Yeah, I came in on Wednesday evening, uh, having had spent seven days there, all right, with a, a nice group of people, a party of, I think, the seven, seven walkers and myself and Frank Dowling who organised it for us, right? And uh, we had a great week. We got great weather. Great weather now in the Camino is like clouds because it can be hot at times. So we were under the clouds quite a bit and there was rain all around and we never got a drop on us. So we were blessed. So many people I meet love the Camino. What is it about the Camino that you love? Uh, What do you do on it? I don't walk as much as others because I have a bad leg. But the best thing about the Camino is meeting people Mm. from all different nations. The amount of people that I spoke to last week from Canada, India, uh, Sri Lanka. There were people from um, like Australians all over the world. And the one thing about the Camino, everybody doing the Camino, I think, is a nice, inverted commas, person. And they are like yourself. They want to have a little chat mm. and they want to like it just it's it's like the United Nations on walking. <laughs> yeah. And how big a dimension we get to the book now is the spiritual and religious part of it? Yeah, well, a lot of people do it for that purpose. All right. Mm. And, you know, you see walk, you see groups. Generally, everybody goes in a group. There's very few single walkers, I think, on the Camino. There were mainly with the group. And But people break up, you know, two go ahead and chat. One has a cup of coffee. There's loads of little places all along the Camino to stop and have a break. And even though you're with a group, the group always breaks up. And then somebody ends up with an Italian or with a, a French person and they have a little chat. So that's really the beauty of it. It kind of takes you out of your comfort zone, which I speak about extensively in the book. It brings you out of your, com- uh, your comfort zone and you get to meet people that you would never meet in life. And then you see them, you know, when you get to the next town, because it's generally done in sections. You know, we started mm. in Saria and we go along. We stopped five times before Santiago to Compostela and you generally meet people. So you say, oh, how are you? Like they're long lost friends that you met on the Camino, you know. Now, you mention in your book that you have a big birthday coming up, Francis. Mm-hmm. Tell that's me about that. Whole, that's the whole idea of the book. Yeah. <laughs> Those people in Gale are great at getting things to hang your hat on. Yeah. Well, I'm 70 next week. All right. So they said, wouldn't it be great now if you did a book at that sort of thing? You know, age mm-hmm. is just a number, which I thought was a very good idea. And I did quite a bit of it during the pandemic. So it's even though it's only a new book, it's old to me. <laughs> Are you retiring, as they say? Not at all. Yeah. Right? I couldn't retire, Marion. I'm one of those yeah. people that are always doing something. All right. Yeah. Like we're at the we're in the well, we've only done one show of at your service, so we have three more to go. Uh, we're starting those next week. We're on the road uh, here, there, and everywhere, all over the country, and uh, that goes on. And then, sure, I can. If, if I wanted to speak, there's more women's associations in Ireland and men's associations. Mm-hmm. Sorry now, because invited here, there, and everywhere, a bit like yourself. So I won't ever be idle. I'll always have something to do. And actually, there's lots of really good advice in this book. And I know you consulted, didn't you, other people about health and finance. But so let's get to some of your own nuggets of wisdom first. So you say, if you act old, you'll feel old. What do you mean by that? Okay, exactly. Very simple. You and I are sitting in two chairs and you go to get up. Okay, I always get out of a chair, not touching the sides. 
I make it a point of getting out of the chair. And I, I was in Spain uh, in uh, an apartment uh, three weeks ago and it's a very low sofa. And every time I went to go out, I thought, don't touch the sides. And I didn't. <laughs> but simple things, OK? You know, and other people groan, you know, when they get out of the chair, they go, oh, ah, stop it. Like, what is that all about? Get out of the chair, like, lively and get on with it. And as they tell me, I don't I'm not a guru in health. It's very good for your core. <laughs> so. <laughs> so on every level, it's a good thing yeah, to do. Yeah, exactly. It is. Yeah, yeah. And how important, I suppose, is your network, family, friends, a partner, if our listener is part of a couple? Yeah, don't have a partner. I never did, as it happens, all right. But friends, I've loads of friends. And again, like a bit like the Camino, I have friends all over the world. I'm off to America now in November and I'm staying with two friends, two different people that I know. And like I just have friends, the travel trade lends you that sort of ability to meet people in Australia or wherever it happens to be, right? So I have friends all over. But your own personal friends, I'm still like in touch with all my school friends, which Mm -hmm. like I went to Catholic University School, CUS in Leeson Street. That was the Marists. And all like an awful lot of my friends are still ex-Marists that I I knew while I was in school. And that, well, of course, that the ethos of the school is kind of, is that sort of Mm -hmm. friendship and kindness. And it's only a small school. You know, it's got bigger, I think, now, but it used to be about 180, 200 students when I was there. So it's important that you keep in touch because when you retire, you move away from all the people you've been with all the years and then you're left standing in the kitchen on a Tuesday morning thinking, what will I do? You know, but you can always go for a walk down to Leary Pier or you can go learn to play tennis or you could go to learn to play golf or do a clay throwing class. There's no shortage of things to do if one has a positive mind. And you love to travel. So I suppose, Mm. do you have great plans now that you will have a bit more time? Absolutely, yeah. I'd have more time to get out and about, all right? Mm. Now, we haven't, you know, I do that travel show with with RT, um, uh, Francis Brennan's Grand Tour. And we haven't done it since the... Um, COVID because we'd be afraid if one person got like even now today if we were on to, on one of those tours somebody got COVID well the whole bus then is quarantined and where are we we're up a mountain in mm. Kilimanjaro or whatever we might be so it's <laughs> it's not going to be as easy as it sounds so we haven't any plans to redo that but I would hope that RT would do it because it was a very popular show yeah. and I enjoyed doing it you know and bringing people to like we went to India and Vietnam and South Africa we went to unusual places and had a great time so we probably would do that again but certainly my own I have a thing to do now, I've been in a lot of all the capitals of Europe. I've, I, I have a thing. I'm going to write down a long list of capitals of Europe and do three days in each of them over the next two or three years. That's a plan I have in the head that I'd like to get to. And tell me about Frank. He's your school friend, I think, who crops yeah. up a good few times in the book. Why do you enjoy travelling with him? He doesn't know he's in the book now. He'll be rooting through the pages. <laughs> <laughs> and he's in Spain at the moment, I know, right? He won't hear. He won't hear. Oh, he might have the radio <laughs> on, right? Uh, what did you ask me about him? Well, what was like he crops up a good few times. Yeah. Why do you enjoy travelling with him? Oh, yeah, well, we just, uh, well, we've always just been together, you know, like we're, we're school friends that far back. And then we own an apartment together, right, in, in Spain, which... I use half the time and he uses half the time. So we've always right. been together, you know, that sort of thing. And uh, he is a retired teacher, so he has time as well. Although he's doing a, a conference for uh, uh, the Maris Fathers in Toulon uh, coming up now. And it's been being organised for the last year. And every time I phone him, oh, I'm on a Zoom, I'm on a Zoom. So he has been keeping himself very busy in the last year. But anyway, it's all going to come to an end now in October. <laughs> Why? Yeah, because the, the, the meeting will happen in October. Oh, it and finally be, happen. It finally happen. I said to him, it's worse than the United Nations. Actually, <laughs> I heard this morning they were putting up barriers in New York. This, you know, the United Nations, they all meet once a year. All the nations come in and it's this week. And I was thinking, Frank's conference is nearly as good as that. <laughs> <laughs> without the banners, without the banners on the street. 
Now, in the book, tell me, uh, talk to me about health, I suppose, because physical and emotional health, it's obviously crucial enjoying life all the time, especially as you get older. How do you manage to guard your health, both physical and mental? Okay, listen to your body. Always. Your body will tell you where you are. Like as an example, two Christmases ago, I was uh, I had a Christmas with my sister, Susan, in Sligo mm-hmm. and we took the dog for a walk. And I'm thinking, I can't keep up like you know, with, with breath. And I thought that's very unusual, whatever it was. And I had, the next night it was the same. So then I thought, oh, so I went to the doctor and they sent me to Dr. Barrett out in the Black Rock Clinic. Very nice cardiologist. Anyway, between the chicks and the reels, within two weeks, I had a stent installed. All right. Now, I had no idea I was near a stent. As far as I was concerned, I was perfect. But just because the dog took us for a faster walk than usual, <laughs> I paid. Well, it's true, Marion, mm-hmm. pay attention, you know. And the example of that is when I swim now I, uh, in, in Spain, I have two boys that I always swim over and back to. Well, I can fly it now. And it's, it's the most obvious example of what the stent has done. I can go over and back and go over and back flying compared to the years when I didn't have the stent. And if you hadn't gone to Dr. Yeah. Barrett and got the stent, what might have happened? It could have been bang, bang, I'm gone. It was that sort of blockage or trouble. Wow. So, you know, it was very, very, it was all very sudden, very, very quick. And but I was listening to my body. And that's what people should do. If you have a pain in your knee and it's driving you mad, don't say it'll go away. Because probably if you're 70 plus, it won't go away. Mm. So you better get it taken care of. Now, you do note in the book that not everybody is flush with funds. I suppose to go off and do whatever they want in life. And I know you enlisted some help in writing the section on finance. But what is the best advice you have for people, I suppose, to get to grips with their money as they get older? Well, probably people think, oh, I won't need as much money when I get older as I do now. Well, they probably would have their mortgage paid off. Maybe the children are gone through college and all of those things. So they probably would need that sort of money. But if you kind of, most people think when I retire, I'll travel here and I'll travel there and it'll be all lovely, you know. But you mightn't have the money to travel here and travel there. So you need to plan well in advance. Now, I took out a pension at 27, which I suppose in its day was very forward thinking. Mm. All right. Now, I wasn't as, I just did it because I had the, the, the funds to do it. But all my nieces and nephews now who are in their middle 20s, I'm telling them, listen, I'm just telling you, if you want a nice lifestyle, when you're older, start the pension. And I know people might be now 65 and haven't started mm. the pension, but there's still plenty to do. There's all sorts of clubs, book clubs and cinema clubs and everything else that you can join and have a great time with very little cost. So look around you, look in the parish where you live, be it in West Cork, Kerry, Donegal, Dublin, wherever. There are things happening all around you. Like they started a badminton club in in Kenmare some years back and like loads of people went, like older people, and they all had a fantastic time. It's part of the camaraderie and the community where you live. And then you go for a coffee afterwards or whatever it is. So don't think that you have to be like travelling to New York or travelling to Paris for a good time in your retirement. There's loads of things locally. You know, that's so interesting, Francis, because loneliness, I'm even conscious of people this morning listening to us, is a huge issue and a huge problem. And for someone listening who may be their family may have left, they're on their own, they're lonely. What advice would you give them? Yeah, Don't dwell on it. Get out. Go walking in the morning. Take a hobby. Plant cabbage. 
plant lettuce. <laughs> do you know, do things because you need to have something to look. You know, when you plant cabbage, my grand, my uncle, Uncle Jim, he used to sell cabbage plants. So it was very important that everybody plant a cabbage. <laughs> so that's why I just said that. But even to plant like 12 lettuces and you can buy them in the little, little hardware store, little pellets of lettuce and, and watch them growing gives you a great sense of accomplishment. And I think that people that are on their own have this sort of thing. Oh, Lord, I'm here on my own. Nobody should look after. Nobody for me. And do keep in touch with friends. You should phone a friend every single day, somebody different, because that keeps you alive. They have news. They give you news. I remember when I left Dublin, we used to travel on the 44 bus out from uh, Catholic University CUS. In those days now, we were only 10, 11 years Mm. of age going on the bus and we would have, we'd know everybody on the bus. So I would come in and mum would say, well, and I'd say, oh, I met Mary Callan. Yeah, she was lovely in a pink jacket. She looked great. And then I, I, I met Joe. He was going to a, an insurance meeting. I'd have all the news. Mum said when I went to work, which I did first of all in Sligo, she said the house was bereft of news <laughs> because I wasn't coming in with the news of the 44 bus. So it is important that you keep the environment around you alive and don't just sit at home. There's no excuse for it. You can get out and do something. Go to the ploughing championships or anything at all that would give you uh, something you always have should have something to look forward yeah. to and get out yeah and get out and I know talking about money for a moment again you say in the book that releasing equity is something that people have asked you about but you say be careful yes okay this is now when people have a house say you have a house worth a hundred thousand yeah. and you can borrow twenty five thousand against that house but you have to pay they charge interest on the twenty five thousand every year now if you live 15 or 20 years later the interest is compound so it's it's interest on interest over the years all right yeah. and you end up that it part like more than half of the house would be gone probably I don't know it's a, it's a figure that you can never say because everybody's life lives longer and all the rest yeah. so it's like a seesaw but if you're going into equity really be very careful that you know what you're doing because I did hear Joe Duffy with a session on it mm. uh, maybe a year ago on the radio. People didn't understand the implications of it. So make sure you get proper financial advice and speak to your family because sometimes the family, somebody in the family might have the, the funds available to sort of give you the funds and then take an extra part of the house which would be much cleaner and tidier that all and all the family would know. So just be careful on that point. Also, what about planning for when, you know, we all need more care? I know you're a big fan of planning and you want people to think about their own care and to talk about it too. Yeah. Actually, a good friend of mine died during the week, Kieran Thompson from Newport House in, uh, I hadn't seen him for a long time actually, but I mean, I know. But he was uh, chairman of ICI, Imperial Chemicals International, like a colossal company, one of those 3.5 million million wages a year, if you know what I mean. So he was right up there and he bought Newport House and I remember saying to him, Kieran, what in the name of God did you buy the house for? I'll tell you, Francis, he says, because when I get to 85, I'll have my dinner delivered every day and I'll have people to make my bed and everything will be fine because I will live in the hotel. So he says, I'm thinking a way forward to the time where I'm not able to uh, look after myself, you know. And I bought an apartment uh, in Kenmare uh, only in the last year, OK? And my ne- my nephew said, I have a house in Kenmare, but I... I-, I- that's on the weekly rental at times. Uh, but I bought a, a, an apartment and John, uh, Adam said, uh, my nephew, what do you buy the apartment for? I said, well, I'm kind of close to the hotel and all this. Oh, yeah, he says, I suppose they can bring you over your dinner with tinfoil on it. <laughs> <laughs> if things are going to go as they're going at the moment, there'll be no tinfoil on me dinner because <laughs> the hotel might be gone. <laughs> You're selling the hotel, aren't you? We are selling the hotel at the moment. Yeah, we're in, we're in negotiation, as we say at the moment, and we're progressing very happily. Good. Another thing you say, which I found interesting, Francis, in the book, is that 
you think we're afraid to talk about death and how how do you start a conversation about that though? Well, every, every time I, I, I'm with my, I have 11 nieces and nephews and I'm close to them all which is great because as you say when you get older it's nice to be in touch with them alright. Like I'm going for dinner tonight with Rachel one of my oh. nieces because I meet her tonight in Dublin. Um, the what, uh, Age, yeah, it's, it's like mm, one of those things that you Never think about till you get there and all of a sudden you're older, OK? Yeah. And it's very important that you keep in touch with your friends. Very and death. Important. And death. Well, death, it's coming to us all, right? <laughs> That's for sure. The thing is to be ready for it, as the fellow says, when the time comes, right? And, you know, um, uh, uh, during power of attorney, which is something that that I, I just did only in the last two years, it's where, you know, you lay down plans that if you became ill or had dementia or ended up in hospital unable to direct operations, all right, in your life, that you would, I have identified four parties, all right, two Premier and two standbys that if anything happened to me they would handle my estate and pay for my hospital bills or whatever else because sometimes people are left in a shocking mess mm. with nobody knowing who's going to look after them all that. Now that's separate from a will. A will is, is when you're gone but this is when you're alive that if you end up in a situation because I'm on my own so I, I my solicitor was recommending that I would put uh, an adhering power of attorney in a place which I did do. And you say to your readers, don't dwell on regrets in your life. Do you really have no regrets yourself? No regrets. No. Really not? No. Yeah. I tell you now, it's not a regret, but the only thing, when I worked in Park Nasilla uh, um, some years, uh, at the very start of my career, uh, a man by the name of Edwards, head of Hilton Hotels at the time, came to stay at the hotel. And I thought, oh, here's my chance now, I won't lose him. So anyway, I got his card and I, I said to him, I'll, he said, send me a CV and I'll see. So anyway, I did. So we ended up, he ended up sending that CV to a man by the name of Benny Martin, who was from Sligo, who wrote to me to say, by any chance, was I the son of Maura Brennan, whom he took to a dance in Kilavogi on a, the bar of his bike when they were 18 years age? I mean, talk about it was and it was true. My oh, mother, was your mom? Yeah, my mother. Wow. He took my mother on the bar of a bike to a dance in Kilavogi. But anyway, he, he was a head honcho in Chicago for Hilton Hotels. He, he said, yes, everything will be all right. I am, I have, I'm going to apply for a green card. He sent me a note to say that. Then we got a postal strike. You'd remember, lots of mm. people in Ireland wouldn't. Went on for six months. Also, it affected the phones in Park because we had the old PABX, you know, yeah. pushing the wires and pull out the wires. We had no phones and no post. OK, so when the strike was over in May uh, of that year, I got a letter from the American uh, embassy to say I was to pick up my visa on the 11th of February. Now it was May. So I phoned. They said, listen, guy, you pick up your visa on the 11th or you don't get it and you won't get it. You'll have to apply again. And I never did. But I, I got I got the door open to America, but I never went. And you I don't regret it. Not, no, you don't. I don't regret it because I've had a wonderful life and if I dropped dead this minute, it was fantastic. I loved it. But I don't know what could have happened, happened if I had gone to America. But I don't regret it. But it is one of those things in life that... What if? What if? Exactly. That's yeah. exactly how to say it. What if, yeah. Yeah. You also write, which is funny, about some of your fashion do's and don'ts as you get older. So give me your best pointers. Are you ditching the tie? Um, I could. I'm wearing it this morning because I'm out in Dunn stores uh, in the afternoon today signing books. So I have to look my part. All right? And you do. But I have bought three polo necks at, in the last year. OK, I haven't worn any of them yet because, Marion, don't tell anybody, yeah. but it covers the neck and the neck tells your age. <laughs> now, so you're going for the polo neck. Well, there you are. No one will know what's behind the polo. <laughs> uh, I have them. I haven't worn them yet, but I will be wearing them, yes. Um, you filming... 
your really popular series at your service at the moment. We are. You've got three left, I think you said. Yeah, we have three to start, yeah. How are they going? Great. Well, we had to, the pandemic was a disaster, of course, you know, mm. because we ended up with not a, we, we had, uh, had programmes lined up and we couldn't do them. Now we're back. To, and of course, all those pieces that we had lined up are two and a half years older now. So they're gone past the start point. So we had to get new pieces. So we're now we have filmed three quarters of a show for the St. James Hotel in uh, Tralee. We have more work to do with them. And then we're starting next week, the next three shows. So we they will, they'll be out. Well, I presume there's a budget for it. I won't ask any questions, but... <laughs> As the fellow says, we'll wait and see. We haven't got the letter yet to say there's not. It, they have been approved and all the rest, so I presume it's all right. But we will be, they'll be coming out next year. And of course, you do that with your brother, John. Before yeah. you go, I have to ask you about John's comments he made about the RT controversy all payments. Right. Yeah. He wrote in, of course, on DG Kevin Backer's decision to halt Ryan's contract negotiations. He was critical of the DG. Do you agree with John? Um, everybody is, is their own person, all right? And it's democracy we live in. And I really don't think John was wrong. Would I have written a letter to the public? Probably not. But I don't disagree with the sentiment therein. You're still really close with John, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, very much. Yeah, yeah, very yeah. much yeah. Well, look, Francis Brennan, it's a great book. Thanks so much. You come all the way from the kingdom yesterday to be with us this morning. Um, I'm delighted you're not slowing down. Happy birthday, ahead of your birthday. And your book is called Age is Just a Number by you, Francis Brennan. It's published by Guild Books and it's a great read. Thanks for being my guest Thank this you. morning. I'm in Duns at two o'clock. In Cornus Court? Cornus Court. <laughs> it'll be, it'll be it, we might We might do well as a result of this. So. I think so. Thanks, Miriam. Thank Mind you very yourself. Much. Take Thank care. You. We'll take a break. Tweet at Miriam O'Call. Welcome back. Um, one of our listeners, Margaret, goes, Francis Brennan is an absolute tonic to listen to. He's a beacon of positivity. We're looking forward to seeing him at Echoes, which is, of course, the May Binchy Festival on October the 